Blog Talk Radio. It's the Speedway Show, an idea exchange empowering us to live well, live fully, and love deeply. And now, here's our host, Speedway. Well, hello, hello, hello. It is a beautiful May in Minnesota. And actually, I have to say this is a special uh, show because it airs two days before my birthday and two days before my guest's birthday. Our topic today is defining your life's purpose. Why are you here? And this is a good time for us to be thinking about this. What should you be doing about it? How do you live out your purpose? We are on Chapter 4 of our workbook, To Be or Not to Be, The Choice is Yours, by Amazon best-selling author Barbara Hoffmeister. Now, if you don't already have this book, and I know that some of you guys are listening, but I don't see you buying it on the intranet, on the um, on thespeewayshow.com, so what I want you to do is get a copy of the book because it is invaluable. You can pick it up on thespeewayshow.com on virtually any of the Dreams uh, series. Uh, so you can just click on uh, the episodes, Dreams, and you can pick it up from there. Or you can pick up uh, any of the, um, if you show up on the home page, you can click on any of the Dreams episodes and you will be able to buy the book. Or you can get it from Barbara's website at barbarahoffmeister.com. Or, of course, she's the Amazon best-selling author. You can pick it up from Amazon.com. Again, it's called To Be or Not To Be. The choice is yours. And with that, Barbara, welcome to the show. And in advance, happy birthday. Well, happy birthday to you too, Steve. <laughs> How delightful that we're born on the same day. Isn't that funny? Yeah, this is why we get on so well, I suppose. I think so. Two two peas in a pod, really. And we're Gemini's to boot, so you're my twin, really. <laughs> yeah. And I do notice that. I mean, we got on from the very first time we spoke to each other. So, you know, there is... I have a lot of friends that are Gemini's. Oh, you do? You know, yeah, sometimes they're challenging people. <laughs> we, we are challenging <laughs> people. We are challenging other people, but we're also challenging ourselves. And with your life, I know that you are all the time challenging yourself, getting up at 4 in the morning, for instance, to do your show and all kinds of crazy stuff in my eyes. But I love it because there is such a commitment there. You know, you are on a course. You are moving and, and pushing forward, and I love it, Peter. So well, I am really glad that we are friends. Well, I am too, and I have to tell you, I have been so inspired by this book we're talking about today because, and we're just talking, and I was saying before the show, that, you know, sometimes, you know, you read stuff and you kind of go, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, you know, I found so valuable the actual exercises in this book because it really forces you to get from conceptualizing whatever it is, oh, yes, yes, I know I'm supposed to have a purpose, to actually having to sit down and write it down, and that's what we're talking about today because, you know, a lot of people have written a lot of things about, you know, living out your purpose, and it's clearly a topic of great interest, but one that, you know, some of us have a hard time getting our arms around. Why do you think, Barbara, that this is such a difficult concept for people to grasp? 
Well, we are not brought up uh, to think of our purpose. I mean, we are not taught that in school, that it's important. We are not taught that in college. We are not taught it in our careers. And, you know, you might have these big dreams when you're young. Most of us have lots of big dreams when we are young. And we actually think we can make them come true. But later on, life gets in the way. And, uh, you know, you need to study something for some career. But when you are 14, 15, 16 years old, you don't really know, you know. You've got other things in your mind. You, you get interested in boys or in girls, and, and this is much more important than your career. is so far away still, or so it seems. But it's not really. And then you start a career, and you just start to, you know, drift through everyday life. You come home in the evening, you are tired, you don't really want to sit down and do this type of exercise, for instance, that I in the book, if you come across this type of work. But as you said yourself, doing this work is invaluable for your life because it does bring you happiness. It does bring you satisfaction. And it, when you live your purpose, and this is why I think it's so important, you are like you and me, you know, you are inspired, you are motivated, you are on fire. You, you know, you can go 24 hours a day just because that's what you want to do, you know, that's why you are here. And, and this is why I get so fired up each time I talk about it, because for me, this is the most important chapter in the book, because... When you become clear on your purpose, you get so motivated that you can overcome any obstacle. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I I get the impression generally that maybe the biggest issue, which is what you're really just describing, is that we we don't take enough time to think about what is my purpose and really make our lives channel towards that particular direction. Would you agree? Yes, yeah, absolutely. And very unfortunately, we don't, most people never, never ever sit down to think about why am I here, who am I, who do I want to become, what is this, you know, what's important in life for me. They hardly ever sit down, if at all. And then it's like a fleeting idea, and then they remember it's something on TV they want to watch. <laughs> And and the fleeting thought is gone again. This is something that does not come for most of us. It does not come automatically. There are some people that are fortunate that really when they're young, they are so driven that they are so clear what they want. They are driven to do it. One example would be Bill Gates, for instance. Bill Gates did 10,000 hours of programming before he started the company Microsoft company that we all know and some of us don't like, but <laughs> but, but he became, you know, he, he was obsessed by this, obsessed by this thought, and we just know the part that after he started Microsoft, he became super rich and super famous and so on and so on, and I'm glad he did because now he's got so much money that he's giving most of it away, which I'm extremely grateful for, so... You know, I want everybody to make that much money so that they can give it all away and help people who have not been, you know, that fortunate. But it's it's a drive that you need to have so that you can be a master in your field, so that you can have the success that we all want. I mean, nobody can say, oh, I just want to be a bum. No, I mean, 
want to succeed in life, every one of us, and we want to be appreciated and we want to feel that we are really making it. But for that, really, if you know what your purpose is, what you really, really, really want, what gets you up in the morning, then it will be that much easier, much, much easier. At the beginning of this chapter in the book, To Be or Not to Be, The Choice is Yours, you tell a wonderful story about your first speaking experience and uh, what that what that did in terms of helping you define your life's purpose. So share that story with us and why it made such an impact on you. Mm. Yeah, I was invited to speak for about an hour in front of a group of network marketers here in Germany. And uh, I was so excited. I practiced, you know, I wrote this presentation and I practiced for weeks and weeks. And when it finally it was time to go on stage and to speak, I was so nervous, you can't imagine. I mean, my voice was like like a little girl, you know. I was just squeaking the first couple of sentences. <laughs> but once I got into it, I got really fired up. I forgot about the people. I just, you know, I was just focused on the purpose of this presentation to help people understand that they have a choice in life and that we must stop complaining and take responsibility and live our life our way, you know, that we have that power. And anyway, so I got really excited and and I gave a, what I thought a brilliant presentation and at the end of it, there was dead silence. Nobody moved. And I can tell you, Spiva, you know, I was nervous speaking in front of these people, but when I was done, I expected some applause, and I didn't get it. And, and I was looking for a way to run, you know. I mean, how can I get out of this embarrassing situation the fastest? And I was really in a panic. And in that moment when I was ready to run, and I mean, absolute upheaval started. Everybody jumped up and was clapping and shouting and whistling and what have you. And I was stunned. I mean, I got my first standing ovation and up to today my best one ever. Maybe because it was the first one, I don't know, but it's still in my memory. And and it made it so clear, you know, because so many people came to me afterwards and they said, you know, we've seen Tony Robbins, we've seen so many speakers uh, motivational speakers, but this was different. You touched our soul. You really grabbed us, and and I was like, wow, this is it. This is what it feels like. This is what it feels like when you live your purpose. You are there. You know, you are the best in the field because you have that passion. You have that integrity, that honesty, that that you know. You just give it your all. That's it. It comes from the inside out. And that makes the difference. And uh, I didn't know. I mean, I I suspected that this is what I'm here to do. <laughs> uh, after this presentation, I was pretty sure. And then a few weeks later, I went to a gym world workshop, and we we did this work. You know, define your purpose. And he took us through lots of exercises, and I'm going to give you a few uh, in a few minutes. And uh, at the end, I came up with my purpose, you know, and it was exactly that, to inspire others, you know, to show people that they have a choice and to inspire them to go for it, you know, to really live their life to the fullest. And so I wrote it down, and this is for everybody to listen to. This is something that 
I don't want you to let happen to you what happened to me. I wrote it down and I filed it away carefully because I didn't want to lose it, right? <laughs> and and then I tried to get some bookings, you know, some seminars and try to organize some seminars. But it's not so easy when you're totally unknown and you're new in the field and I didn't know how to do it. And So anyway, I got discouraged. I kept doing the network marketing thing. You know, I kept speaking at, at the event. But I got just a few very small bookings outside of those events. And bit by bit, I got discouraged, and I started to focus on other things and, uh, you know, not focus on my purpose anymore, and I got into, you know, involved in other works and stuff. And soon, in a year or two, I was not working in my purpose anymore. Um. And I can tell you, Peter, it took 11 years to get back, 11 years. And I don't want anyone to to let that happen to them. You know, 11 years later, I had a big thing happen in my life, and life had to shift. You know, I had to change my life. And we have, all of us have these moments, you know, these wake-up moments when we turn our life around because we must do something different. Mm-hmm. And this is when I sat down and really took the time voluntarily to to declare what do I really want, who am I, what do I really want, who do I want to become. And this is when I define my purpose totally fresh, and a few days later I found the old paper that I'd written at that Jim Rohn workshop 11 years before, and it was almost word by word identical. And I can tell you, Spiegel, I was so moved. I was so angry. I was so excited at the same time. I couldn't believe it that I just filed it away and then forgot about it for so, such a long time. The good thing was that in those 11 years, I've always gone to seminars. I've done lots of certifications. You know, I became a trainer of NLP. I became a distinguished toastmaster and a master coach and what have you. Know. So I've always worked towards living my purpose and... Uh, so the time was not wasted, but still, I could have done so much more in those 11 years had I not got distracted. Well, then what do you say to the person who says, oh, but Barbara, I don't know what my purpose is. It is, you know, I get up, I go to work, or I take care of my kids and my spouse and my family. Mm-hmm. I'm just, I'm just, it's all I can do just to get through each day. Well, I mean, we just have to look at you. You've got two kids. You are a very busy lady in your career also, and here you are at 5 in the morning doing a radio show because you want to do that. You are inspired to do that, and for you it is important enough to get out of bed in the middle of the night. And, <laughs> and, yeah, but that, that is the big difference even, that is true. Between, between doing something that really excites you and turns you on you are willing to do whatever it takes. That is the difference. When you live your purpose, when you start moving towards that, then you're willing to do whatever it takes to live the life that you truly want. And and that is the difference between those people who make it to the top of any field. It doesn't have to do with doesn't necessarily have to do with making tons of money, but it normally comes with the field. And really 
being inspired, you know, enjoying it. I said, I'm enjoying these radio shows, and I'm sure that nobody that's listening will doubt that because they can hear it from my voice. They can hear it from the power and excitement I put into it. And that is because it is my purpose. And But everyone has a different one. So, I mean, people don't think that you've got to be an inspirational speaker, you know, to live your purpose. You can be an accountant and still live your purpose because I need a good accountant. I can tell you that. I hate doing this stuff. But a good friend of mine in London, she loves it. She absolutely loves it. I'm always amazed because I just can't imagine. But that's her thing, you know. She gets really excited about it. And so, you know, find your own. You you must find your own. And people, you need to take that time if it is important for you to be happy, to feel fulfilled in your life, and to be able to say at the end of your days that, here I was, you know, I did my best. I really had a great time because it's important that you are enjoying it because with that, automatically, everybody else around you is enjoying it. So make sure that you can say that at the end of your day that you have lived your life fully. And in the book uh, that we're talking about, to be or not to be, the choice is yours. And I really mean that from the bottom of my heart, the choice is yours. In that chapter four, I give you a few exercises, and I want to go into them because I'm not sure how much time we have left. Okay, go ahead. Yeah, and that is, first of all, in an earlier session, we talked about the vivid vision. And that is write a vision of what your life could look like if, all your dreams would come true and really go crazy there. You know, it doesn't have anything to do with your reality to it today. So you can go absolutely crazy and really dream big and just write down what life could look like five years or ten years from today if everything would happen the way that you want it to happen or even more, you know, just go totally crazy and write it in detail. For instance, I share 30 minutes of my uh, perfect day with you in the book, and that is three pages long, just to give you an idea how detailed I mean. And another exercise is uh, think about the end of your days, you know, not to think about death, but imagine you've just passed away and uh, you're at your eulogy and... um, and your friends or one of your best friends and family members are talking about you. What do you want them to say about you? And really be serious here, you know. I know it feels a little bit uncomfortable, but it's not about, you know, thinking of your death quite the contrary. It is about thinking of your best life possible. And this is what you will create when you do this type of work. You will write down all the things that really excite you and who you want to have been, you know, before you leave here. What legacy you want to leave behind. This type of thing, I want you to write there, you know, write your eulogy, write down the vivid vision, really crazy. If you had a magic wand and you could have all your dreams come true, then what would they be? And the last one, and this is... This needs to be very, very detailed. Write down your perfect day. When you do this exercise, they will take a few evenings or weekends, you know, or even longer than that. And you don't have to do it all in one sitting. 
But when you do them, when you, you know, you, you will start to feel what really turns you on. You know, when we write about I have a magic wand and I can do anything that I want to do, knowing that I can't fail, then we can go really, really totally out of proportion and write down stuff that uh, we don't really think we want or we don't really think we deserve. But you will notice in certain things that you write down, you will feel the warmth in your solar plexus and your tummy. And it, it's sort of, you know, like when you're freshly in love, it's like this tickly feeling. And it's like, oh, yeah, that feels good. Hmm. Those are the ones that you really want to focus on because those are the ones that you really want, you know, that turn you on, that give you some a, a strong sense of satisfaction. And pick out those ones and then write down your perfect day. Create your perfect day. Create your perfect day from the moment you wake up to the moment you go back to sleep in every tiny little detail. And this will not be done in one sitting. And it should not be done in one sitting because that's something that we need to create bit by bit. And But I can assure you, when you once you've done that, you I mean, if you don't feel excited about what you've created on paper, in your mind first and then on paper, if you don't feel excited, then you haven't done this properly. And there's no right or wrong here. It's just you need to do it with the full intention of creating your life because that's what it is. So those are the exercises that I want you to uh, go home with. I will give you maybe if we have time a couple more. But those are really, 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 really super important. <laughs> and well, and they, are, they are so much fun to do too. Well, I have to say, you know, that exercise when you said, you know, what do people, what, what would you want people to say about you when you're gone? Mm-hmm. I remember getting to that and thinking, huh, I never really thought very much about that. <laughs> what well, would I want them to say? <laughs> and then you start thinking, gee, I wonder what they would say today. And uh, is that really what I want them to say? And so it was actually quite useful to think about that because you don't think much about your legacy until, you know, you're you're either facing it or I hear legacy talked about a lot when, uh, you know, the end of a presidential um, uh, term comes. And mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. the, especially in the United States, you know, you have two presidential terms. Each one is four years long. So usually you hear about legacies a lot at the end mm-hmm. of the second term when the outgoing president is leaving. And then they start thinking, what is my legacy? And uh, it's it's interesting because you're right, people don't think about it very, or, or at least as early on as they should, mm-hmm. because by the time you're sitting there looking at your grave, it's a little bit late to start wondering what people <laughs> are going to say about you. Yeah, it's a bit late. yeah, exactly. And this is why we're doing it now. If you do it today, then you can fill the gap between where you are right now and what they would say today and where you want to get to, right? Because then you know there is a gap. Aha, okay, this is what they would say today. And I can tell you I still have to fill a gap. I mean, this is an ongoing labor of love. (laughs) You know, it doesn't happen overnight. This is an ongoing thing. But once you see the big picture, you see where you're going, 
you start to actually see the path. And when you see the path, you can walk the path. But before that, you're just sort of going from one thing to another thing and another. And I see that a lot when I go to a seminar because I myself attend a lot of seminars and workshops. And, of course, I give quite a lot. And I see that it's always the same type of people there. And very few actually take action. Well, uh, a friend of mine now in, in London that I, you know, that I go to quite a few seminars with in London, she's going this coming weekend for four days to a Tony Robbins event, and then the weekend after that she's going for another three days, you know, and I'm just sort of, yeah, okay, but when do you have the time to actually put them into action, you know, to implement what you learn, because this is what we're talking about here. When you see the gap, you can fill it. When you know where the path is and where the big picture takes you, this is who I want to become in this lifetime, then you can start building on that and you can start moving in that direction and take action. People, I'm really sorry. I know that, you know, I mean, I know from personal experience and from all of my clients that it's it's tough sometimes to change life and to move in a new direction. But, hey, it's better to start it today and take small steps than to be 50 or 60 years old and then think, I wish I had, because that's, you know, can't be changed anymore. And, I mean, it's never too late, but the earlier you start, the easier it is because you have more time, you can take smaller steps, and you can rest, uh, you know, and correct also that vision of your perfect day and and. I mean, I, I, know, I know quite a lot of people who are extremely successful because they have created that vision, they have walked towards it, and they have, yeah, they have deterred and they have uh, gone off route sometimes, but in the end, they made it. Why? Because they knew where they were going. And, and this is really the message, what purpose means. You know deep inside of yourself who you are and where you're going. So here's my burning question, and, um, you know, you may be like me in this way, but, you know, sometimes I am really good at starting things, and uh, I'm really good at getting excited about things, but uh, I don't always uh, stick around to finish. And so part of my question then becomes, is there really just one purpose? Because if you catch me, depending on what decade, depending on what five-year period, I may be doing, you know, last summer I was riding around on my Harley and, you know, having a great time. Don't think it was part of my purpose, but it was fun. And, uh, oh, you know, sometimes fun. people go from one yeah. thing to another thing to another thing. And I always wonder, is there really just one purpose in your life or is it that actually you have multiple purposes and some of them are larger, some of them are smaller, but there's more than one thing that you're supposed to be here on this earth to do? Well, then I can't answer you 100%. I am not the creator, you know, I'm just the creator of my own life. However, I believe that our purposes change and shift in direction. I do not think that the overall purpose changes. I think once you're really clear what it is and you feel drawn towards it and you really, you know, start moving and you will feel that. You will just feel that this is it, you know. And, and you will also get feedback from other people because you just can't avoid to excel at what your purpose is because that's what you do wholeheartedly. 
So I think there is one overall big picture thing that, you know, that is for you. But, I mean, writing your Harley, I wish I would be writing your Harley, you know, or my Harley, <laughs> whatever. I mean, yeah, we need to have fun. And we need to do stuff that's just plain crazy or that's just, you know, uh, people shake their heads and say, you are nuts, you know, at your age. I mean, I bought myself a motorbike. You, you remember that last autumn? Yes. And and I am over sixty, and my family members they said you are nuts. You know, I mean, you had a bike before. You've you've done it. I said, yeah, I want to do it again. You know, I mean, I'm just enjoying it. Of course, it's not a Harley anymore because as you get older, you don't have the same strength. But doesn't matter. We've got to do stuff that's just plain crazy sometimes that we just enjoy. We just do it for the fun of it. Of course, because life has to be enjoyable. I'm not talking about hard labor here, but hard work. I just mean that when you know where you're going, Stephen, when you see that big picture, when you when you know what your passion is, and you get excited about it, then you know the the what seems like hard labor to others for you, it's fun because it's not work anymore. You know, you're enjoying it. I mean, I'm enjoying these interviews with you, and I am enjoying being on stage and helping people succeed. I am enjoying all of the work that is involved with with my purpose. I, I am loving it, you know, and the stuff that I don't love, like the admin work and all that, that I outsource to other people who actually enjoy it. So I think there is one overall purpose, However, there is a lot of uh, dairy weights from that, uh, you know, that you can choose which way to go down and what you're ready for. And, you know, I mean, commit to it 99% or 98% is much better than not, not knowing where you're going and sort of just drifting through life. This As unfortunately true. too many people are doing. Yeah. Well, this takes us to the end of our show, and listeners, you have listened to all kinds of ideas. You've got exercises that you can do, and uh, I'm going to thank Barbara for coming and being on the show today, and what I'm going to ask you guys to do is complete the assignments in Chapter 4. If you don't have the book, go get the book. And uh, next month, we're going to have Barbara back on the show, and she's going to talk to us about the next step that we have to take in our process to make our dreams come true. You can also pick up the other past shows that we've done on the Dream Series on thespeedwayshow.com. You can click on the Episodes tab and uh, look for Dreams. And uh, you can also see some of the past shows that we have done with Barbara, uh, who's been with us since last year. Tune in next week for the video show entitled Mountains to Recovery, the painful story of author of the first interactive book in history, Rob Cabito, as he talks about his struggle with drugs, alcohol, and recovery from abuse for so much of his life. Until then, this is B.U.S. saying go in peace and work on defining your purpose. Thank you for joining us on The Speedway Show. Visit thespeedwayshow.com for content and other episodes. Join the fan page at facebook.com slash thespeedwayshow. And follow Speedway on Twitter at the handle thespeedwayshow. Until next week, live well. 
live fully, and love deeply.